Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. We're on the air, Miss Capal. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What's the date? Today's date is October 20th, 2017. And we're going to talk about a grandmother, a gal who's 70 years old. She put something on her face that looks so young. It's going to blow your mind. Um, there's a new Playboy bunny in town. Talk about that. Uh, some weird diseases going around, unexplained diseases. And, uh, of course, your typical demonic behavior of uh, murder and uh, killing. And let's see, uh, we'll talk about some uh, libtards who just love to have fun at Halloween. So we'll do that. Oh, what about that pastor? Oh, we're going to talk about him. That's all under murder and mayhem and demonic. All right. Uh-huh. We'll talk about that guy. I can't give away too much. See? Right. Can't give away too much. But if you'll start with the scripture, we'll get right on. All right, the scripture I have today is for us, and it's in Colossians chapter 3, 1 through 17, and it reads, If ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God, and set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall he also appear with him, shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil, conspicuous sons, and covetousness, which is adultery, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge, after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is in all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. And be ye thankful. And let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, 
giving thanks to God and the Father by him. You know, earlier, Ms. Capone and I were talking before the show about just how tired we are of the world and the system that we're in. And we're just talking about all these uh, mean, nasty people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, what is it with today that there's so many are just mean and nasty, you know, and divisive and just, they want to fight with everybody. Everybody has an opinion and their opinion's right. And they got to force it on other people. It's just, just nasty, you know? And, um, you know, you used to see this and you still do obviously on the news. You you cannot watch any kind of mainstream media without seeing that divisiveness. Every word is divisive. Everything that comes out of everybody's mouth is, you know, in conflict Mm -hmm. with somebody else. Right. But what we're noticing is that uh, we start seeing it, you know, in in regular people, you know, people, you know, you know, organizations that we belong to, Mm -hmm. groups that we belong to, you see them um, fighting, fighting, they're contentious and it's awful and unreasonable. Yeah. Unreasonably. So Um, even, you know, we read the local paper and, if you write a letter to the editor, you know, you have to use your real name. And uh, so you'll see somebody like, well, I know, I know who wrote that. You know, that's their name. I know who they are. Mm-hmm. And the writing stuff, just very contentious. Yeah. Like old curmudgeons, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, really? I mean, and it's hard to even like talk to anybody without some kind of politic coming up. Or, um, you know, the other day we we're talking to our neighbors and they brought up the Vegas shooting think you know it's a big thing out here right mm-hmm. you know because the uh the biggest mass murder in recent history lived right down the street so it's a big thing people are still talking about it and we have some other neighbors down the street that were actually in vegas that night and they have they had a horrifying experience um in that whole ordeal yeah they weren't at the party they were at a at a restaurant in vegas when it all went down and so they're still um suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome mm-hmm. uh, they live four houses down from us but as we begin this conversation, it comes up, you know, and everybody has an opinion, you know, their opinion. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's divisive. It's like, I just want to walk away. I don't even want to talk about it. You know, and of course, because of a law enforcement background, you know, someone's going to ask me a question mm-hmm. about something, you know? And so then I get, I find myself talking when I don't want to. And um, it's just, you know, we just like get to the point that we're just so sick of it. But it's not just the divisiveness, uh, it's the filthiness that's just around you in in everything. I know. You can't look at anything without it, something being sexual. Like I was looking, I was at the computer um, going over these stories, and to the right there were like other headlines of stories, and I saw this picture of these women with their mouths open, right? And I thought it was about singing, so I read, so I read the, the caption on the side and this photographer actually took pictures of women having organisms and orgasms. And I was like, really that it, it, that really bothers me. And it's everywhere. It's like that constantly. Mm-hmm. And, um, you everything's got to be sexual and yeah. it's, it's, it's nasty. And the thing is, is because, um, yeah, you know, we do a lot of news. We do this show. 
we do Facebook, you know, Fifth Hook Media and things. You know, you, you, you're looking at this stuff daily, sometimes two or three times a day. And uh, or you, you go out to a restaurant and CNN's playing or Fox is playing in the gym. And so you're seeing this stuff all the time. And uh, it does. It starts to wear on you. I think oh, it does. Definitely. I think uh, you start suffering your own spiritual uh, PTSD. I really do. And you just lately it's like I want to go somewhere. I just I want to escape. I want to leave. But then I realize there's nowhere physically I can go. I, I would have to leave this this world. I'd have to die and and go to uh, be with my Lord in order to escape what I'm feeling down here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's that bad. And it does give that whole scripture a whole different outlook where it says men's hearts grow cold because of all the lawlessness and the and the evil that's here. It's very easy to um to get numb to it yeah. and want nothing to do with people. You know, and I have, this is just my little uh, conspiracy theory opinion. So you don't have to really uh, listen to it. But I think when we had the solar eclipse and it cut across this nation and divided it, it was a division. And of course, uh, a lot of people feel that way too, that that was a, a an omen saying it's now divided course the country's been divided for years it's been divided since its inception right we went through a civil war here we know that but it's a different division where it's um it's not just big parties against other big parties it's not democrats against republicans or it's everybody is in contention with other people Mm -hmm. down to the the lowest levels um just like this mass hypnosis or something on, on people it's just um Ah, yeah, it's it it wears very thin. You know, you get very tired of it. Yeah, very very sick of it. I it's it's hard for me to, um, yeah, to enjoy, you know, the the world, the world systems. It's just mm-hmm. it's so Luciferian. Everything for us, for Miss Capow and I, for us, there's only two, and I'm serious. There's things of God through His Lord Jesus Christ that are good. Mm-hmm. And then there's everything else. It's just, it's just that way. There's not any gray. There's not, well, what's wrong with picking cherries on a good Sunday afternoon? You know, I couldn't tell you right off the bat, but there's only things of God and through his Lord Jesus Christ and then everything else and everything else is evil. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way we see it. It's just everywhere. And if it's not of God, it's eventually you're going to see the evil in it. Right. <laughs> you know, eventually mm-hmm. it will come out. Yeah. Crazy. Um, speaking of the Las Vegas massacre, mm. we follow the story all the time because we live here. So constantly staying abreast of it. And as um, many of you probably do, maybe maybe uh, some more than others, but um, this Jose Campos, uh, I'm sorry, Jesus Campos. I make fun of people who call him Jose. I'm thinking, why do they call him Jose? It's Jesus. But anyway, I just did it. Uh, it just flows better for some reason. Jesus Campos, Jesus Camp, Jesus Camp, uh, JC, as Miss Capal pointed out. That's interesting, right? Um, you know, he disappears last week. After meeting with the uh, Mandalay MGM muckety mucks, you know, mm-hmm. and you can see the lawsuits coming. It's going to cost them hundreds of millions of dollars, if not you know, a billion or more, 
to settle these. Uh, a lot of lawsuits. A lot of lawsuits are going to come from everywhere, and it's going to be years and years of litigation. So, um, you know, you you can see they're already trying to maneuver their uh, liability. They're trying to skirt it as much as they can, like you know, any big company would. So there's a lot of lies and a lot of misgivings and a lot of different. Uh, there's three different timelines that have come out and all this crap. But anyway, this uh, Jesus Campos, uh, JC, Jesus Camp, uh, last week he was supposed to appear on five different uh, real news uh, mainstream media, Hannity and NBC and CNBC and a bunch of other stuff. And he disappears <laughs> for uh, four or five days. You know, I thought he was dead in the desert. I really mm-hmm. did. I thought, oh, they, yeah, I thought they whacked him. I thought you'd never see him again. But he does appear. The guy's a real, uh, uh, he's a... <laughs> He's he's not like the really sharpest uh, pencil, pencil in the box, uh-huh. uh, you know. I don't want to be mean, and maybe he's suffering from p uh, you know or they PTSD, have him on some kind of a drug. Yeah, he's just he's he's not an actor. I don't no. believe he's an actor because he's too stupid. He doesn't know how to act. He's too stupid. His handler. This other engineer guy that's near him all the time, mm-hmm. I don't think that guy's real. I think that guy's a young FBI agent, yeah. and he's handling this guy. Just like the uh, Roos, the FBI, the SAC in Las Vegas handles Sheriff Lombardo. Yeah. That's his handler. You can see him just drilling through the back of his head with his eyes, saying, don't you dare. And uh, this Jesus Campos, you know, this is my opinion, you know, they have something on him. You know, his family, you know, everybody knows where he lives and things here in Vegas. But anyway, the point is, is he does show up and he shows up with his uh, FBI handler pretending that he's the uh, maintenance guy or engineer who got shot at or, you know, almost got shot at also. (laughs) And uh, he appears on, as probably most of you know, the Ellen Degenerate show. (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? I know. So he he bypasses telling a story to any mainstream media, especially Hannity, where he could be asked hard questions about the timeline mm-hmm. and what really happened. And he but goes no, on the no. Car- no, he goes on the Cartoon Network. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With this this clown, Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, really. I mean, she's just she's an entertainer, dancing clown. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what she does. You don't do anything serious. So she goes on there. We watched it uh, last night. And um, she's giving them, you know, these softball. And she's leading questions. the questions. Leading, yeah. And I'm, tell, I'm telling Ms. Capella, I go, look at this. This is right for court. Everything that she's saying is geared up for court. Because this is the only video they're going to have of him giving a testimony. Because mm-hmm. by the time depositions come around to de- battle this guy, he's going to be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I predict he's, I predict he's going to commit suicide, quote unquote. I really do. Oh yeah, definitely. Quote unquote, commit suicide. Going to find him hanging or shot in his car or something. But he won't be around to give depositions. No, and then they'll just happen to have this uh, testimony from uh, the the Ellen show. That's the only thing they'll have. And she even has a, she had a diagram of the room there with a little pointer mm-hmm. so he could point where he was at. And the whole thing you can tell was just getting away from the liability of the MGM yep. who owns the Mandalay Bay and all this stuff. I mean, it's obvious. But um, so this morning uh, I was looking at uh, the pictures of the uh, of him on the Degenerate show. 
And what I noticed is there's a picture of him and her um, embracing, and he's wearing a ballistic vest. Mm-hmm. You can I can see the imprint from from under his jacket, and I know what it is because I wore one for 28 years, miserably hot ballistic vest, and that's why he looks so chunky, so big. Uh, also, and you can see the imprint. Well, the point is, why is he wearing a ballistic vest? Mm-hmm. Uh, who is he afraid of that's going to whack him? Yeah. Um, and I think some people, well, it could be family members or upset. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think so. he's, he's, he's not long for this world. So anyway, there's a lot of weird deception. And it just, this story gets weirder and weirder as the day goes by. Yep. Stranger and stranger as the days go by. It's taken a life of its own. It really has. It's very nutty. Very nutty. How about uh, this grandma? Oh, um, dear Lord. It's, now, you, know, you, you, uh, you know, there's times when you're into beauty secrets, right? Mm-hmm. Is this a beauty secret that you would do or recommend? Oh, no. No, 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 no. no. My beauty secret goes as far as... Rubbing like ice cube on your face. <laughs> An ice cube, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Your, your cheek might be a little cold, but you know. Yeah, you know. Okay, well, this gal, they call her Glam Gran, and she claims that her secret to her youthful look, looks is rubbing urine, her own urine, on her face every day. Mm-hmm. So she has a pee-pee face. <laughs> yeah. Her name is Stella. She happens Stella. to be a... Stella! She happens to be a life coach. There you have it. <laughs> and she learned a technique in India. Does mm-hmm. Debbie, are you getting the clue here? Yeah. She's in India. She's a life coach. What is she into? Yeah. Yoga point. practices, <laughs> meditation, new age, Luciferianism, you know, all this, you know, it's it's all right there. She developed this rash when she was in India. And uh, so she goes to some Indian doctor there. And the guy says, uh, well, rub your own piss on your face. So she does it for a few weeks, and then her rash goes away. So now she was a believer. She's a believer. <laughs> Stella happens to be 70 years old, and I would say she looks about 50. Oh, yeah. She looks good. Yeah. She, she does look youthful, and that's because she puts pee-pee on her face. <laughs> yeah. She cleanses, and uh, she uses toning and moisturizer, mm-hmm. uh, but she dabs her face daily with urine. urine. Yeah. And she says it's clean and doesn't smell. No, because it's fresh. It's fresh. It contains your own DNA, so it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's just a little tip from your Uncle Paul. Don't listen to Stella. <laughs> Those are stuff. Oh, and she is looking for a man, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. She can't seem to find any. Well, probably because she smells like... Pee-pee. <laughs> dog urine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, bizarre. Um, nobody here listening to Capel Radio Show, mm-hmm. nobody reads Playboy magazine, right? I hope so. <laughs> but if you did, as a man, read Playboy magazine for the articles, right? Mm-hmm. What would be the reason or, um, yeah, what would be the motivation in picking up a Playboy magazine, either, you know, past or present? For a man, it would be to look at a beautiful airbrushed model of a woman. Correct? Mm-hmm. Correct? Mm-hmm. Playboy bunnies. 
<laughs> airbrushed Playboy bunnies. Well, Hugh Hefner dies a couple of weeks ago. His filthy little body isn't even cold in the ground when the next issue of Playboy magazine is featuring for the very first time a I need a drum roll please transgender yeah spread a November December issue a transgender playmate hey I'm going to say it again. Transgender playmates. Yeah. Full nude, okay? Full nude. So you're a man looking at Playboy magazine because you want to see a beautiful airbrushed image of a phony woman that doesn't exist in real life. But now you're going to get a dude. See, the thing is, you don't know if this person has it removed or not. So, and it doesn't say whether this one has his penis or not. So, you're going to have to buy the issue in order to find that out. Surprise! Yes. Nasty. This dude's name is Inez Uh I imagine he's from France, Paris, or something like that. And, oh, he's 26 years old. He's a model. Yeah, of course. Um, oh, and it says he's been shot for the magazine before. However, this time around marks his debut as the original or as the first official transgender playmate, which means he will appear in a full pictorial in the iconic centerfold. So he's been shot before for Playboy, but people didn't know it was a dude. Disgusting. Wow. You know, it's just... Uh, so this is just the first time he's come out as a dude. Just like a chick. But he had been on the magazine before looking like a gal, but he's a dude. Oh, my Lord. Jesus. See why you can't be filthy and nasty? Yeah. Oh, he is from Paris. He's a successful fashion model. He does... Um, all kinds of campaigns. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I think he's non-binary. Uh, he oh he did appear in Playboy's May 2014 issue way back then. 2014, when you thought you were safe. And a special A to Z edition, which championed a more progressive understanding of gender as non-binary. There you have it. Oh, they call him the French Beauty. <laughs> uh, let's see. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I like this this wording. He says, e salvation. It is salvation to speak the truth about yourself. Whether it's your gender, your sexuality, whatever. The people who reject you aren't worth it. It's not about being loved by others. It's about loving yourself. I guess he's got a feature film uh, that they're doing. Yeah. He looks like a skinny chick, but apparently, check this out. Uh, that they did something way back rocks. when when people didn't know it. Let's see. No Caroline Tula Kosi posed for Playboy in 1981. 81. Wow. Shortly before she appeared in the James Bond film for Your Eyes Only. 
So Caroline Tula played for uh, posed for Playboy in '81, was in the Bonds film for Your Eyes Only, and one year later it was revealed that she was born a man. She posed for the magazine a second time in 1991. So this isn't the first time men have been looking at Playboy magazine, going hubba hubba when they're really looking at a. Dude. <laughs> in 81, they were looking at a dude. That was like 36 years ago. Yes, they were looking at a man dressed like a woman. And, well, there's a picture of Tula here. I don't yeah. know if you can see it. Caroline Cossey, mm-hmm. Tula. And um, yeah, she doesn't look you like a dude at all. No, mm-hmm. no, no, never, never, never know. Uh, so these guys are fantasizing over uh, a dude. So that's been going on for quite a while, but uh, this this one coming up is the first time that says I'm transgender. But they've been fooling guys for a long time, and you know, and like, of course, they had to fool you because it wasn't that uh, it wasn't acceptable. Oh, it would have never been. You that, know what I mean, that would have never flew. That would have never flew. But now, yeah, 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 that never would have. No In '81, no, people would have got hung for that. Uh, but yeah, you know, half these people, these these women, celebrities, newscasters, and stuff you see on TV, a lot of them are dudes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They really are. A lot of them are dudes. I can spot them pretty good now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I gotta look, I can tell them, I go, that's a dude. I mean, you can, I can, you can see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, it's pretty a lot of nasty. people are fooled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Mysterious Illness. Yeah, it's very interesting, this one. This poor kid, man. This is Kentucky. And doctors in Kentucky are trying to figure out what happened to him. He's seven years old, little Wyatt. Aww. He was, uh, he's just now learning to walk again after just days of regaining consciousness. What happened, Ms. Cabal? What happened to him? Well, apparently he, he wasn't feeling good. And he told his mom he was going to go lie down. And he did. He fell asleep and his mom couldn't wake him for 11 days. And then number 11. Yeah. Not 10, not 12. Mm-mm. She 11. took him to emergency. They ran tests, and they just don't know what caused it. Mm-mm. Apparently, he was at a wedding, his uncle's wedding, the day before, and he was just behaving normally. He had a good time, went to bed, and then uh, they tried to wake him in the morning. He uh, kept falling asleep again. He would mm-hmm. open his eyes, and the mother said it seems like he wasn't there. So yeah. he, he was in a deep, deep sleep for 11 days. And uh, he finally woke up. He had limited mobility, and he's now working to regain his strength after 11 days. And that's something. But see, they don't we know were, what. Yeah, but we were talking about this earlier, too, that there's so many diseases out there that are just, like, falling on people like a blanket. You know, one day you're just happily healthy and doing your thing, and then all of a sudden, kaboom, you know? And young people, too. We're not just talking, you know, elderly people that no. you expect— you know, the springs to sprung and, you know, the body to kind of fall apart. We're talking young people in their 20s and 30s, mm-hmm. the 40s. Just very odd things but come strange, on. Yeah, strange things. They start shaking. They can't quit shaking. Uh, ovaries bursting. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Uh, yeah, these are yeah, all personal they... stories of people we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just very odd. Yeah, one moment they're they're pretty good health, and then the next moment they've got um, um, ovary mm-hmm. Yeah. Disease. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's amazing. You really have to uh, really plead the blood over yourself and stay under that covenant, that umbrella. 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, and even with that, you're going to get hit. You're going to get smacked around a little bit. Yeah. But um, none of these diseases, you know what I mean? Yep, you, you just got to hold on to those promises because it's it's bad out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a short commercial break. We're going to come back and talk about this woman who killed her grandpa. Aww. She killed Grams. I know. It's so yeah. sad. All right. You are listening to the Kapow Radio Show Network. Kapow stands for Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness. Kapow is sponsored by Fifth Hook Media, a digital publisher of ebooks. Fifthhookmedia.com has a selection of ebooks about spiritual warfare and Christian living. Visit fifthhookmedia.com. That's F I F T H O O K media.com. Remember, that's fifthhookmedia.com. F I F T H O O K. Kapow! What's up, yo? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm done, yo. Demons in My Marriage Bed from all online digital retailers, such as Amazon.com, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. Please do not be fooled that such things cannot happen to you. Rather, get prepared and become the spiritual warrior needed to overcome in these perilous times in which we all live. Okay. Woman claims American Horror Story. You know that uh, show that was on? I don't know if it's still on, American Horror Story. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, It inspired her to murder her grandfather. There's a really wicked picture of her, too. Uh, Yeah. It looks like a selfie. Scary. Yeah, it's just one eye. Uh, You know, that Illuminati one Mm -hmm. eye thing. But her eye looks wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, something look at, there's something looking at you there. <laughs> she's from Australia. Mm-hmm. They call her a woman, but I think she's... Well, she could be in her early 20s. She's 20, I believe. Or 18. Yeah, she's like 20. 20. Okay. 20, 20. She stabbed and killed her grandpa. 81-year-old. Okay. 81-year-old grandpa. And a sweet grandpa. Uh, she claimed that the TV show American Horror Story inspired her to commit the crime. Isn't that nice? Mm-hmm. Don't you love it? This was uh, last year in August. Brittany Jade Dyer, she's 20 years old. She murdered her 81-year-old grandpapas. Her and her friend, she had a 22-year-old friend, went to her grandpa's house. And they had plans to steal his life savings. See, you already have evil in your heart. Yep, his life savings. Apparently he had something like $110,000. They didn't find it because it was hidden in the shed or garage or something. So all they made off with was like $1,000, a couple of cameras, mm. you know, some nonsense. So they go there to steal um, his life savings, and they were going to do whatever was necessary to get their hands on the money. Yep, they made a promise. Yeah. And here's the number again. Eleven. The girls arrived at Grandpa's home at... 11 a.m. 11. Not 10, not 12, 11. Uh, the one gal waited in the car while the granddaughter went inside the house. Now, check this out. After looking at old family photographs and videos with her grandfather, <laughs> they had a visit. He's like, well, I remember when you were little. I loved you so much. He had no idea. Wow. She then felt uh, she couldn't go through with it. So she tells her partner in the car, she texts her, I can't go through with it. The partner says, you know, let me encourage you. You know, we came all this way to do it. Do it. Dear God. 
So uh, this chick then stabs her grandfather in the chest and neck. And then she proceeded to wash dishes in the kitchen while he bled to death. Oh, dear Lord. And See? Then, yeah. God night. Then she texted her friend in the car and said, it's done. So they went in the house and they, yeah, they got $1,000 in coins and two digital cameras. Uh, they didn't find the life savings. Yeah, but look thing. at this. But they failed to find the 110000 Well, If you look at the first two digits, it's it's 1-1. One, one. No, you're right. It's 11. Yeah. But there's 11s everywhere. Yeah. Ah, that's amazing. What are they trying to say? What are they trying to bid to us? Mm. Wow. I don't know. So she's an idiot. And uh, yeah. Demon. Demon, demon, demon. Okay. Demons can <laughs> and do attack Christians. Yep. Here's an aspiring pastor. He stabbed his wife 123 times. That's one, two, three, 123 times. And he says, he tells the police that the cough syrup made him do it. That's some powerful cough syrup. Yeah. And I know, yeah, I mean, you know, I think the majority of people look at it and go, this guy's trying to do the Twinkie defense or whatever. Too many Twinkies made me do it or He's already trying to set up his defense. But what if he's telling the truth? I mean, mm-hmm. what if he drank this stuff, went out, and the demons just took over his uh, stupid little body? Well, how many murders have we um, reread where the suspect says, I don't remember doing this? I know. A lot of them. Or something came on me, and I couldn't help it. I It, it, it um, pushed me. Yeah. It compelled me to do this, and I don't know why I did it. It's like uh, Flip Wilson used to say, the devil made me do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? You know, in, in, in the life that we live in, when you got evidence and courts of law and things like that, um, they're obviously going to be looking at him using that as a, as a ruse, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, this is in North Carolina. She had 123 stab and cut wounds. In her body. Now, that's indicative of extreme hate. Mm-hmm. 123 stab wounds, is, that's, that's hate. You, somebody hates that And I know the devils hate. Oh, they hate. Like, unbelievable. This guy, the husband was uh, an aspiring preacher, and he said he killed his wife during a cop syrup-induced stupor. Mm. He's only 28 years old. He woke up on September 1st to find his wife's blood-stained body next to him. That wouldn't be good. He calls 911 and he says, I think I killed my, there's blood all over me. Hmm. And there's a bloody knife on the bed. I think I did it. That's what he said. Uh, which is a little odd, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to call 911 and just start confessing like that. Yeah. So uh, there might be something to his... I think so. Stupid and then if thing. you look at his face, he doesn't look like. No. Uh-uh. I mean, he looks really worried. Yeah. Dumbfounded. I don't like, know what um, he was into to get totally yeah, I know, taken I know. over, but um, I think he was going to a Baptist seminary. That might See, but there's a lot of Christians that don't believe in the spirit world. No, they don't. They really don't. Mm-mm. So they don't have any of the, they don't know how to use protection or. Mm-mm spiritual defensive tactics against these things. Um, 
and it's imperative. There was an autopsy report Tuesday. It showed that the wife had 44 stab wounds and cuts on her head and neck, mm. and the other stabs and cuts were found on her torso, arms, and much of her body. He was believed to have been, uh, she was believed to have been cut and stabbed with a kitchen knife. Uh, okay, the, the guy, the man, worked at a landscaping company, and he studied missions and evangelism at Clear Creek Baptist Bible College in Pineville, Kentucky. Mm. Sounds pretty normal. Legit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wanted to go into missions and evangelism at a Baptist college? Yep. Uh, he called 911. He says he believed he might have stabbed his wife because he consumed too much cough syrup. He says, uh, here's a quote. He says, I took more medicine than I should have. I took, I don't know how to pronounce this, uh, coracidin? Coracidin? Coracidin, cold and cough medicine. Yeah. Uh, because I know it could make you feel good, and sometimes I can't sleep at night. See? That's what he said. He said all this on 9-11, on the, on the dispatch tape. Hmm. He says, I can't believe I did this. He was heard sobbing. Oh, God, she didn't deserve this. Why? See? Now, when the cops arrived, they discovered the wife in a fetal position covered in blood on the bedroom floor. The autopsy report said she was um, also rushed to the hospital, which was pronounced dead. And I guess they took this to a grand jury and they found that the the man there uh, willfully and unlawfully and feloniously did of malice a forethought, kill and murder his wife. Mm. They were married less than a year. See, that's sad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, the company, I think it's Bear. Bear. Makes the uh, cough syrup, and they said there's absolutely no evidence to suggest the drug associated with violent behavior. Of course. Uh, They said um, the News and Observer reported some potential side effects of the cough medicine were hallucinations and out of body experiences. (laughs) It's, uh, wow. Can you imagine? I mean, let's just say, let's just go the other way and say he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That would just... Uh, like, yeah, I'm not taking that stuff. No. No, I I will... You know, he didn't take it because he had a cough. He took it because he couldn't, couldn't sleep. sleep. Yeah, that'd be like taking, what, NyQuil or something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. One last one, Miss Capownis. Miss Kapownis. Miss Kapownis. This is from the College Fix. I love these stories. Oh, they're so stupid. Because libtards really know how to good time. If you're a libtard, you're you're just all socially, politically correct on everything. Man, you really know how to party. <laughs> you really know how to live life to the fullest. I mean, look at hey. If you're gonna be a libtard, you know. I mean, I mean, at least enjoy life. Yeah. My goodness. Man. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it just boggles my mind. Uh, Ahead of Halloween, universities nationwide tell students what not to wear. Uh, and then I have a question. After I read this article, I have a question about Oktoberfest for, mm-hmm. for my German friends. Uh, throughout October, universities across the nation are warning their students against Halloween costumes. Some consider offensive. <laughs> There's a picture uh, it's ridiculous. It says, we I'm are sorry. a culture. We are a culture, not a costume. And this is not okay. <laughs> it's more than Halloween. It's, I forget, I don't know what this is from, something inclusion. 
But there's a guy holding up, you know, they're holding up different pictures. They're ethnic people holding up different costumes of their ethnicity. Yeah. Um, anyway. Gone uh, are the days when college students could dress up without fear of being reported to a bias response team. The BRD! Oh my God, don't report me to the bias response team. They should just have one costume that everybody wears. You know what? That's that's actually the best idea. Just something very generic, like mm-hmm. come as a carrot or something. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but then you might defend the uh, vegetarians, the, the, yeah, vegans. the vegans. I don't know. Like I said, when you're a libtard, life is hard. It is hard living that way. Yeah, because you're stupid. You're stupid, and you're just you're brain dead, and you're trying to live life, and it, it, that's not reality. So it's very very difficult. Life's hard enough, and it's harder when you're dumb. In recent years, more and more campus leaders have made it their mission to warn students what not to wear. <gasps> so there's flyers, memos, there's even workshops. This <laughs> They impart admonitions. Unacceptable costumes listed on the University of St. Thomas diversity flyer are, quote, wearing Native American headdresses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dressing up as a Mexican by wearing a sombrero. Now, that would be offensive to me. If I saw some white guy wearing a sombrero, I'd go, dude, it's a culture, not a costume. Where's the tacos, man? <laughs> uh, dressing as a geisha or any form of blackface. Jimmy. My goodness. Um, quote, cultural appropriation is defined as the act of taking intellectual and cultural expressions from a culture that is not your own without showing that you understand or respect the culture. Explains the memo. So I guess if I'm if I'm Mexican, right, I can dress as a Mexican. I can I can wear a sombrero, right? Because according to this, I can say, um, number one, I'm not taking a culture that's not my own, and I do understand it and respect it. So I can wear a sombrero. Sure. But uh, my white friend who might have been who might have been raised in Mexico and actually speaks the language and actually knows the culture where I was a coconut <laughs> all my life. No. Um, he can't. Mm-mm. Right? That's right. All right. Let's see. Um, what do they say? They go, this can be as simple as wearing a dashiki without knowledge or respect to West African culture. Or as serious as wearing a fake Native American headdress without any regard of its sacredness. Boy, they know how to party, huh? Chimney. It it generally incorporates a history of prejudice and discrimination by perpetuating longstanding stereotypes. I mean, there is nothing safe, folks. Just don't have Halloween. Yeah. If you're going to live life like this. Well, it's like having a party and being so restrictive about, you know, what you can bring, what you can have, what you can't eat. You know, yeah. it's like having a party when you're on a diet. You yeah. Serve carrots. <laughs> yeah. Celery. <laughs> yeah. Go, mm, what are we having? We're, we're having broccoli. Can't listen to music because it's too secular. Yeah, can't listen to music. Uh, yeah. Okay. You see, you see, Santa Barbara, a social justice workshop, will delve into how Halloween costumes abuse indigenous wear, and they'll teach students how to spot appropriation with the help of Bell Hooks' essay, "Eating the Other." Oh. So you can spot somebody else and tell on them. <laughs> Dang it. You see um, where you see how the, there's contention and there's yeah. they're teaching you to be critical of one another and 
to be div- divisive and hateful and it's ugly. Under the guise of not being divisive and hateful. That's what's brilliant about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Under the guise of, oh, we're all one and, you know, <laughs> but yet they're actually dividing. Yeah. At a conversation circle, I love the terms they come up with. Oh, these are people, these are students and people, these are educators, these beard scratchers mm-hmm. that have nothing else to do in real life. Mm-hmm. A conversation circle. Who talks like that? Excuse me, everybody gather around. We're going to have a conversation circle. Okay, what is that? That's where we sit in a circle and converse. So my biker buddies would say, you mean you want to you talk? Well, and you'll also be in your free space or safe space. Safe space. A conversation circle at Princeton University this Sunday. Students will, dang it, they will engage in a dialogue about the impact of cultural appropriation. Halloween away culture is not a costume. (laughs) Mm. Okay, Northern Arizona University put out a flyer and they warn against African inspired get-ups, a Pocahontas costume, and Asian rice hats, and more. <laughs> Darn it. I would just say any, I think you would be safe to stay away from any race. Yeah. So come as a... A donut. A donut, a, a box of Pop-Tarts, <laughs> right? But stay away from any race because you're going to get reported to the bias police. Um. Okay, University of Southern Indiana. You see, I'm going to tell you, it's not just one university. Uh-uh. It's all over the place. Uh, Southern Indiana, they have a discussion on cultural appropriation and Halloween costumes. And it will culminate with an opportunity for students to make their own costumes that are culturally appropriate. Oh, boy. But see how much fun they're having? They're just having fun. Uh, October, there was a letter written by members of University of Utah. That's right around the corner here. University mm-hmm. of Utah, Students Affairs Diversity, and they say, do not dress as a Mormon. They don't say that. Really. <laughs> I was going to say, where is it say that? It would be offensive to go dressed as a Mormon. And they go, who are you? I'm Jedediah Smith. I'm Jedediah Smith, and I'm here to foul Urkin, Utah. Yeehaw. That was so insensitive of me. So insensitive of me. I hope the bias... Tribal police don't come knocking on my door. They might. They might. Hold me away. Do they have a uh, bias uh, prison? For the, for they people? probably do. Probably. I would imagine. I ain't bailing you out either. Uh-uh. Well, the University of Utah Student Affairs Council, when they're not here in Mesquite buying legal marijuana, <laughs> they're writing things like this. And they're not here at Lee's Liquor buying <laughs> uh, Nevada cheap booze to take back to uh, Utah for their Mormon friends. Uh, Anyway, that's another story. They say, as you get ready for Halloween, here are some tips you could put into practice. Think to yourself, does the actual name on the costume packaging say tribal or traditional? Does the costume include race-related hair or accessories like dreadlocks, afros, cornrows, or a headdress? (laughs) Does the costume play into racial stereotypes? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you should rethink the costume and try again. <clears throat> Meanwhile, a, quote, not your festival wear, end of quote, workshop 
at Minnesota State University um, <laughs> and Vanderbilt Feminists. All right. Will help to lead an event about cultural appropriation just in time for Halloween. <laughs> so you can't come dressed as a girl either, unless you really are transgender. Then you can't say anything because that wouldn't be right. <laughs> right? And let's see, one more. A Halloween and cultural appropriation tabling. That's like a conversation circle, except you're at a table. <laughs> see, instead of having a conversation circle, you're having a appropriation tabling. Oh, brother. I'd love to send out an email out to everybody. Folks, we're going to have a con- appropriation tabling. Wow. Uh, this yeah. is at Goucher College. And they it explained to students the scariest thing about your costume isn't what you think. And a cultural appropriation diversity workshop already took place at Texas A&M uh, earlier this month. Okay. University of New Hampshire went so far as to host an entire cultural appropriation teach-in. We're going to have a teach-in, a conversation circle, and an appropriation tabling all in one week. <laughs> And it didn't just stick to Halloween, but also included Cinco de Mayo and Dea de los Muertos. You can't even celebrate the Day of the Dead if you're an occultist anymore because you're going to offend the other occultists. <laughs> you can't even celebrate the Day of the Dead. No, d- white people should not be celebrating Dea de los Muertos because that's Hispanic. That's a Hispanic Day of the Dead, dang it. Or Cinco de Mayo. You better not have any... Corona with lime or taco or a taco because no white more people, Christian taco, no more Christian taco. And then white people be going, I want, I want to have some of them tacos. You have a taco. <laughs> You're appropriating my culture asking for a taco. <laughs> you see, it's just, you can't have, you can't have, uh, you can't have, uh, you know? Yeah. So yeah, they should have a memo. You can't, can you come dressed as a snowflake? <laughs> Would that trigger the snowflakes? Oh, it would. Because if you kept dressed as a snowflake, they go, what are you? I'm a snowflake. <laughs> You're making fun of me. Right? Oh, my Lord. Here's my question. I'm going to an Oktoberfest get-together here really soon. I really am. It's called um, Rocktoberfest. And I'm going there. And on the menu, they have... Correct me, Ms. Kapow, if I'm wrong. Brockwurst? Mm-hmm. Is, that a, is that a German sausage? I think so. They have um, some kind of potato, mm-hmm. German potato. I think they have German chocolate cake. I don't know. But it's, it's Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Is it inappropriate for me to attend an Oktoberfest deal, Rocktoberfest, because they're gonna have, they'll have a, a band there? Uh, is it inappropriate for me to attend that and appropriate German Brockwurst and, and German potatoes when I'm clearly not uh, understanding of that culture? Yeah, you can't eat it. You can lick the plate. <laughs> so I'm screwed then. I can't have any fun. No. I might as well just stay at home. I know it. I must just stay at home then. There you go. Oh, uh, I, it took all the fun out of me then. I, I'm not going. I'm not going! Because I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to offend my German friends. You know? Isn't it ridiculous? It is. It is ridiculous. It would be uh, It'd be funny if it wasn't for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But see, that's why, because 
you know, you read these things and it, you, you try to, you try to make sense of it. You can't because it's total chaos. It's confusion. It's lies, right? Yeah. So that's why Colossians three is so very important that you take off the old man and you put on the new man and you walk in the spirit. That's it. Yeah, that sums it all up. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's not what Russian Jesus would say either. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, please. That yeah. uh I just get so tired of them besmearing the name of Christ and yeah. you know. It just really annoys me. I know. This world really annoys me. Other than that, I'm pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was okay until I realized I couldn't have any Brockwurst. I know. I don't want to offend anybody. I really don't want to be that guy. I don't want to sit around here in Sun City at an appropriation tabling. You know what? I'll get you some Hebrew nationals. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's going to be some Jewish guy there going, why are you eating Hebrew nationals? That's Why my are you eating point. kosher dogs? Huh? <laughs> That's my point. It's ridiculous. You know what? In, in, in my culture, coconut Mexican culture, I, we don't have a sausage kind of a thing. Oh, I guess we got chodizo. Well, there you have I'm it. I'm going to bring my own chodizo then, just there so I don't go. offend anybody. <laughs> okay? And they go, how come you're eating chodizo? I go, because I'm Hispanic. I can eat chodizo, man. You eat your brockwurst. <laughs> And the two shall never twain because I don't want to offend you and you don't want to offend me. So we'll never come together and just have a good time and grow as human beings. No. That would be ridiculous. That would be offensive. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Miss Kapow. Are we done? uh, Yeah, we're done. All right. We're done. Good night. Ciao, babies.